0: You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, The Trend Zone.
1: Hello, and welcome to The Trend Zone. Dave here with Casey, and each week at the Football Radio Show, we give you our expert insight analysis and opinions on the top trending stories in the NFL. Are you ready, Casey? Yes, sir, I am. Our next stop, the trend zone. In today's episode, we'll talk about some hot offensive starts, some quarterbacks on fire. And we'll also talk about some of the brutal injuries in the league, as well as some crazy overtime action. And then, of course, we will get to our fantasy go-backs, or survival, and some of the awesome games heading into Week 5, Casey. But this thing starts off with a nug for the people. What do you got?
0: You know, the only thing better than football, Dave, is more football. Mm -hmm. So far this season, we've gotten (laughs) more football, and it's all good. At least one game has gone into OT Every week so far, that's four weeks of the season, and that hasn't happened since 2002, bro. Nice. So it's been awesome. We had multiple OT last week, and I'm guessing we're going to get more OT this week, bro. Bam. And that 10-minute OT is keeping the fire burning on those teams in those OTs. It's great, dude. I wasn't a fan of it at first. I thought it was pushing more ties. And you do get more ties, but it forces the action, Yeah, and people are getting aggressive in overtime.
1: It's pretty sweet. Okay, let's move on to some of the top trending stories this week in the NFL. Casey, man, the big story of the league here is
0: this Kansas City Chiefs offense and the start that Patrick Mahomes has got, dude. Oh, man, it's unbelievable. What a great game on Monday night, classic AFC West battle. Uh, The Chiefs come back in a dramatic fashion and beat those Broncos 27-23, dude. And you mentioned Pat Mahomes, dude. I know he didn't do it by himself, but he made (laughs) so many damn plays in that game from all over the place so far in the season. Dave, 14 TDs, no interceptions, 1,200 yards, 126.48 passer rating, Dave. And he looked Like shades of Montana there Not the mobility But some of those throws Man that was impressive to watch And playing that mile high On Monday night That's no joke dude
1: No doubt dude Mahomes has a gun And he just rips it dude Uh, Somebody uh, forgot to tell him That young quarterbacks Are supposed to have Ups and downs No picks guy's blowing my mind right now, dude. But it's not just him who's lighting it up, dude. There's quarterbacks all over the place throwing for 400-plus yards. In fact, there were five quarterbacks this weekend with 400-plus yards games. Goff, Luck, Carr, Cousins, and Matt Ryan all over 400 yards this week, dude. These quarterbacks and the offensive explosion in the NFL right now, they're protecting
0: the quarterbacks, Casey, and the (laughs) quarterbacks are benefiting, man. That's not such a bad deal. Dave, some quarterbacks throw for a lot of yards. And some throw for a lot of touchdowns. I'm talking about Mitchell Trubisky. Troops. Troops, baby. (laughs) Only 19 of 26. Oh, that's still good for over 73%, 350 yards. That's not 400, but Dave, six TDs, no interceptions. That's a 154.6 passer rating. And the Bears demolished the Tampa Bay Bucks. And, uh, you know, we talked about what Mahomes is doing in Kansas City. Matt Nagy comes from that Kansas City coaching tree with Andy Reid, and he's bringing a lot of that fun to these Bears, man. They're explosive on offense. But, Dave, in my other league, I have (laughs) Jordan Howard, and he managed to get me two points.
1: (laughs) Casey,
0: it's all about the quarterback, Casey. (laughs) Running backs aren't getting anything done anymore, right? Oh, let me check you right there, Dave. What? I forgot about my guy Zeke. I know he's (laughs) most known for eating porridge and kind of doing the little hand thing. Dude, he ate a ton of porridge on (laughs) Sunday. He did. Career high, dude. 240 scrimmage yards, 152 rushing, 88 receiving. None bigger than that sweet over-the-shoulder Willie Mays catch he got from Dak to get them into field goal range and kick that game-winning field goal. Impressive. Impressive game by Zeke, dude. And we know you Zeke it up and good things happen for the Cowboys. No doubt. Zeke, love it.
1: Dude, that was definitely a career high in porridge eating uh, from Zeke there, bro. But as long as we're tooting his cheeks, Lenny, Lenny moving there, as long as we're talking about our guys, Casey, my guy, Philip Rivers, uh, just now, oh, just over 51,500 career passing yards. That passes up John Elway, the legend, uh, at just under 51,500. That's the eighth most passing yards in NFL history. So Rivers climbing his way uh, through the, the record books there, dude. Are you uh, sure you're not confusing passing yards with bags of oats? <laughs> no, though no. Elway still has him, <laughs> has him uh, in the bag of oats category. Rivers, <laughs> Rivers is far inferior to John Elway in that category, bro.
0: <laughs> oh man, dude, it's uh, it's not been um, bags of oats, should I say, up in Pittsburgh right now? There's not Ooh. a lot of love there. Yeah, To get some good news though. Le'Veon Bell says he's coming back after the bye week. That's around week seven. Dave, I have questions. Will he still be a stealer? Yeah. And will he be embraced by that locker room, dude?
1: Dude, are they going to bake him a cake when he walks in the door after all the stuff they've said about him? Man, I'll tell you, I don't know if, if, uh, if that locker room is going to just say, okay, let's just bury the hatchet and let's move forward. You know, these next couple of games before Lev gets back, he's ready to play right now. Right. They need him now. What are they? One three and one? I mean, come on, dude. You're leaving the team hanging, man. This is I mean, this is a blue collar town, man. I, I think the fan base is is kind
0: of done with them. Well, James Conner, dude, the guy that went to pit, you yeah. know, he's he's reveled there in the state. He's been pretty good. He's not been left felt good, but um, It might be time to just cut the tides, get what you can from the New York Jets before something bad happens when he comes back. We see it. Running back goes, boom, come back, hammy. Yeah. So we hope that's not the case with him, but it's hard to get into football shape when you ain't playing football. Speaking of injuries, Dave, we had a couple of brutal ones this weekend. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no doubt about it, dude
1: Unfortunately, my guy, the domer, Tyler Eifert uh, After struggling back last year after a bad uh, back injury He's he's ready to go He's finally working his way back up into playing shape, really And uh, and he just, oh man, if you don't like the, the graphic injuries You do not want to see with this one His point, point in the wrong direction, dude uh, Tyler Eifert with the broken leg or broken ankle, whatever it was uh, That's going to do it for his season,
0: man That was not pretty, dude yeah, and there was another broken leg out there. It was Earl Thomas, and he was none too happy about it when they were <laughs> mm-hmm. taking him off the field on the cart. Yeah. He had a uh, a few choice words, or maybe just one word. Or maybe it was just one finger for yeah. a sideline there. Whew. He wasn't too happy about that. And Dave, you know Le'Veon Bell watched that game. It was like Earl Thomas was wanting to get that new contract. Yeah. Couldn't get a trade worked out with the Cowboys or even the Chiefs for that matter. Before yep. that, he played, he got hurt. His worst fears were were realized, except he's making a bunch of money this year. But other than that, dude, yeah. we don't know if we're going to see this cat again, man yeah cuz he was contemplating
1: retirement after his last significant injury which was also a broken leg um and yeah so I, I think his you know he's an older guy now he's got two season ending injuries uh in the last handful of years um you got to wonder obviously i i'm sure there'll be a market for him if he's uh, willing to come back and and play cuz a veteran safety like that he still can he still can bring it uh but I don't know if he's going to be disrespected
0: by anything less than $10 million like he was this year. So we'll see. 30-year-old coming off of an injury like that, it might be time to go into the booth. I don't know. It'll be interesting to find out. Dave, we're also uh, finding out that uh, Fitzmagic eventually (laughs) runs its course (laughs) and fades away. Jameis Winston looks like he's going to make Fitzmagic disappear for good.
1: Yeah, and I, I think this is probably a good decision from the, from the organization standpoint because ultimately you've got Jameis Winston, the number one overall draft pick, and you need some answers. Those answers, uh, are not going to be had while Fitzmagic is, uh, out there doing his thing. We need to see what Jameis can do. We know he's had some issues off the field. Will he mature, uh, and, and, and handle the off-the-field stuff, but also on the field he's been hot and cold. And he's got a ton of talent around him. If he can put together uh, a nice, strong run, you know, there's still three-fourths of the season left. We'll see what he's got. They need answers, uh, and they need to know what they're going to be doing with Winston moving into
0: the future. Yeah, dude, you mentioned it. It's the off-the-field stuff that I know is turning off a lot of people. It's mm-hmm. not been good. He's got to figure that out, or he won't find himself on any team in the NFL. Dude, this can go away real quick if you don't handle your business. So yep, it'd be good to see him turn that stuff around. Yep. Speaking of turnarounds, Dave, Frank Reich, your guy is in Indy trying to turn the Colts around. That yeah. was one of the overtime games we had this week. They were facing a 4th-and-4 from their own 43, about a minute 20 left in that shortened overtime. If they punt it away, it's a for-sure tie. He decides to go for it on fourth and four. Didn't get it. Ended up losing the game, but he said, you know what? I'd do it again.
1: Yeah, he'd do it 10 out of 10 times. And the, and the entire locker room apparently backed him on that. You know, they're trying to do a culture change there. Uh, obviously getting luck back, and they're playing some good football right now, even though they're dropped to 1-3, which is kind of unfortunate. They could have settled for that tie, uh, certainly. Uh, but Frank Reich wants to show that he's got the guts to go out there and try and win football games. It might not have worked this time, but I think uh, I think in terms of the team, they've got his back on this one.
0: Yeah, you know, he comes from the uh, Doug Peterson coaching staff there. A couple years ago, Doug Peterson was making decisions that we thought cost his team the game. Yeah. The following year, he made those same decisions. They worked out. That became his M.O., and that M.O. worked all the way to a Super Bowl championship. So I think uh, we're definitely on uh, the Frank Reich train on this. I think it's a good deal, and it's fun to see good, aggressive football going
1: no doubt about it man i'm a I'm a fan of Frank Reich and i'm a fan of Andrew luck. I think if that thing can, can get pointed in the right direction
0: that's a, that's a good thing in general. So you know why we have so many overtime games <laughs> because no? of these damn kickers, man They are missing a ton of field goals and a ton of points, yeah. And I think that the uh moving the extra point back is psychologically screwed with these kickers. There's been a ton of misses. Yeah. Uh, is that something a Charger fan would know about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I think we were historically awful at kicking the football last year, Casey.
1: I believe the Chargers lost at least two games, if not closer to four, uh, and missed the playoffs as a result of just bad kicking. And this year, that uh, the Chargers switched up kickers, uh, and that bad kicking is continued. It'll be interesting, though, because the Chargers changed punchers uh, this week, and it looks like the maybe— the underlying reason there is that they think maybe the holding that the punter was doing for the kickers uh, was uh, some, re- some some common denominator in the bad kicking. So we'll see. They got a new punter in there. He's a guy that maybe, obviously, he's also the new holder. So uh, we'll see if that can help our, uh, our kicking woes. Caleb Sturgis missed uh, three kicks last week. Um, that's three too many, in my opinion, uh, and almost cost the Chargers the football game. We'll see how they straighten that out this week. Laces out, Dan. (laughs) All right, Casey, the three strikes pool uh, has been brutal on people this year, uh, or the survival pool. Ours is three three strikes, which is a little more forgiving. Um, But (laughs) talk about some of the three strikes
0: actions uh, last week, Uh, Casey. I stayed alive. I went with Seattle facing that uh, rookie uh, quarterback, uh, Josh Rosa, getting his first start, and uh, their kicker missed one that let the uh, Seahawks get down and go ahead and get the game winner. So a missed kick actually was fortuitous to my life. So um, a bad kick I'm cheering for. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> i had the pack i stayed alive too casey uh the most popular uh pick last week was my chargers over the 49ers those people were squirming that was almost 30 oh, yeah. percent of the people right there uh, squirming pretty heavily there. most popular incorrect pick uh the philadelphia eagles dropping to the titans there Aww. it was uh, though the though unlike the last couple of weeks where there was an a literal onslaught of people going, this was just 3.3% of the people making that incorrect
0: decision. All right. The most popular pick going into this week, are the Patriots over the Colts. That's 40%, man. I'm going to stay away from that
1: one. Yeah, the the big one seems (laughs) to be the one to to stay clear of. All right, Casey, fantasy go-backs of the week uh, where we go back in time and say, what if? Uh, This week, uh, I had nothing, man. I got both wins, and uh, my benches were lousy. My starters got the job done.
0: Man, if I could have had my Joe Mixon in there, Geo got a couple of his touchdowns because he was out with injury. Mm. Um, And I couldn't have really done much other than that. But that late Alvin Kamara touchdown against the Giants when the game was already sealed and they were just trying to run out the clock, that was (laughs) like 13 points. No, that actually (laughs) killed me. I lost because of that, and I would have won had Kamara just taken a knee. Take a knee, Alvin. Come on. A little class. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right, Casey,
1: let's move out of this fantasy BS and into the real action. The NFL this week is giving us some some sweet games heading into week five. Let's take a look, first of all, at the Jacksonville Jaguars heading to Kansas City to play the red-hot Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Yeah, dude, the Jags have the best defense in the NFL. They've only given up 56 points um, throughout the season. The offense has been pretty good, too, but Dave, so far... Nobody's been able to slow down the Chiefs. Let's see if this J-Ville defense can do it.
1: Yeah. I forgot to mention, Casey, Chiefs at home, favored by three. Um, Chiefs, as you mentioned, uh, uh, nobody's slowed them down yet. They have the number one scoring offense in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes has yet to throw the, an interception, as we previously mentioned. Uh, Kareem Hunt hasn't really even done what he did last year, where he took over uh, and led the league in rushing. The Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, the, 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 the skill, the speed, the misdirection that they bring uh, this Kansas City. Defense. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs' offense is one step ahead of the defenses. Although maybe this Jacksonville defense
0: will catch up to them. All right. Up next, we got the Atlanta Falcons at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are three-point favorites at home. Yeah, man, in
1: Atlanta, dude. Wow, they're a tough break team right now. They're coming into this game at one and three, and, and this is a kind of a desperation bowl for both squads, really. I think, but Atlanta haven't come up short uh, in the opener against uh, Philly. Uh, they came up short last weekend uh, in, in, in the last play, basically, of the game against the Bengals. Uh, this team could easily be three and one, if not four and zero. Oh, but the Falcons sit at one and three uh, with one of the best offenses in the league, but a couple of guys uh, out on defense. defense already. This is going to be a tough
0: one. Yeah, and the Steelers, dude, you mentioned it. That's a desperate team, too. They're sitting in the basement looking up at the Browns at 1-2-1. What? And just... Not a lot of good to feel good about there. They just got beat at home by their hated division rivals. Man. but we, we mentioned Lev Bell. He's not in there. So uh, the Steelers got to get right, and they got to get right fast.
1: All right. Up next is the Oakland Raiders heading to the Black Hole South, also known as the L.A. Chargers uh, uh, little soccer stadium there. Uh, Chargers
0: at home favored by five and a half right now. Yeah, Oakland pretty lucky to get that win last week against the Browns, although you got to give it to them. They fought until the last minute. Um, Going through a change there too, man, really churning that roster. John Gruden's in there trying to get his stamp on there. But what helped them win this game was Derek Carr showed some of the form that he had a couple years ago when he was really lighting the league up. They need that kind of play out of him. But, Dave, I'm embarrassed that the Raiders still play on a baseball field. That is an <laughs> abomination, and it makes me sick.
1: <laughs> well, they'll be playing on a soccer field this weekend. That's better. <laughs> and no dirt, the pit, the no pitch, pitch, pitch is very out. nice. It's a very well-maintained no pitch. Played. No second base. <laughs> the the uh, Chargers, Casey, um, are off to a 2-2 two and two start, and they have lost to some really hot teams in the Rams and the Chiefs. Uh, they barely escaped last week against the 49ers. Phillip Rivers is off to a really nice start start this year last week wasn't his best week necessarily but overall when you look at where he's going and this chargers offense there are a ton of weapons there Uh, the chargers defense is young they're going to get better as the year goes on they've given up a ton of points early here but this is an opportunity uh maybe with this chargers uh, defense to get after it the raiders got a couple of dinged up tackles but so do the chargers
0: all right up next we got an nfc championship rematch the minnesota vikings at the philadelphia eagles Eagles are three point favorites at home, Dave, this is a rematch, but neither of these quarterbacks played in this game last year,
1: yeah, the Minnesota Vikings trot out their uh, eighty four million dollar quarterback uh to play in this one Casey, and obviously they're coming into this one with less than an ideal situation on their hands with a one two and one record uh this game definitely is not the ideal situation for Minnesota. When they really need a win, they're heading into Philadelphia to play the Super Bowl champion Eagles. Uh, Dalvin Cook banged up, hasn't gotten it going since a, a year ago, basically, when he right around this time when he blew his ACL out. Um, Minnesota needs this win, and this is going
0: to be tough. Yeah, Philadelphia is kind of desperate for a win, too. They are 2-2, two and two, so it's not the end of the world, but... They've not looked that good. They've gotten out of the gate slow and been able to win a couple of games. Carson Wentz getting back to form. He's just getting back from that injury. They're getting Alshon Jeffrey back. He's starting to round into form. They brought Jordan Matthews back. He had a huge play last week, but still banked up at the uh, the running back, too. Clement yeah. didn't play much, if at all, last week. And Jay Ajayi is nursing some injuries, too. So they just got to fight through it. But also what they got to fight through is everybody bringing it to try to take down the world champs. Now they're the hunted. They're getting everybody's best game, and I expect Minnesota to bring it on Sunday. Not saying they're going to win, but they're going to play tough. Should be a good one. Okay, up next is your Dallas Cowboys
1: at the Houston Texans for the Battle of Texas. The Texans at home favored by three in this
0: one. Yeah, the Cowboys, that offensive line is gelling a little bit, obviously, with no trash Travis Frederick there, that's been a huge loss. And you're working in Connor Williams at uh, left guard. He's a rookie too, but it looks like that line is coming together. Jumbo Joe Looney, dude, on that Zeke screen that went to the house, Jumbo was down there getting to that goal line first. That's what you like to see out of your line when they're going down there. They're blocking. They're selling out. Looks like that cohesion is there. And when they can run block, that helps them pass block. And when they can pass block, that gives Dak the time and the space he needs. I thought he had some really nice throws on Sunday. Let's get Alan Hearns more involved. You paid him a little bit of money. He's mm-hmm. caught everything you've thrown at him. Let's see some more targets for him. But uh this is gonna be a tough one, especially with the uh, bragging rights for the state of Texas on the line. (laughs) Texas is
1: big. Yeah, everything's bigger in Texas, Casey. And this Houston uh, Texans team off to a little bit of a disappointing start. They were 0-3 before stumbling into uh, a victory last week in which arguably should have been a tie. Um, But the Texans do uh, field a very, very talented defense that hasn't really found their footing quite yet this year. And then on the other side of the game, uh, the ball there, obviously Deshaun Watson, when he came onto the seen last year and he lit up the league he was the story before he blew that acl out it's been less than a year since uh that injury casey and it's taken a little time for him to get up to speed last week looked like he had some more success we'll see if he can find uh really uh s- sort of his footing moving forward a- uh, and obviously we're gonna f- w- we expect him to find his his game but will it happen this weekend at home against dallas
0: I hope not. Week six is fine with me.
1: <laughs> Wait one more week before he yeah. finds his rhythm. I'm in. <laughs> all right, Casey, there are a ton of good games this weekend. Obviously we just touched on a few, uh, but that is going to do it for this episode of the trend zone. So many ways, folks, you can check out the football radio show, subscribe on our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes or stitcher radio. And of course, go to football radio show.com for all of the action in one place. Casey, uh, That is it. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy week five of the NFL season. We are out of here.